0: This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go, hour two, a great day for talk radio. In our second hour, uh, we do our panel, our discussion topics worthy of discussion. We'll include something I was just alluding to before the news break at the top of the hour. has to do with this young uh, woman, 18 years of age, Rahaf Mohammed, who came to Canada because uh, we offered asylum and she was fast-tracked. There are some questions surrounding that, but the immigration minister, Ahmed Hassan, uh, said that Her claim was handled through what's known as the Urgent Protection Program. It responds to a few hundred requests per year, not based on publicity, it's based on referrals. Okay, because there have been some cynically pointing out that the liberals had exploited her arrival with Christian Freeland showing up at Pearson amidst the phalanx of cameras and media people and everything like that, so it accrued to their benefit. uh, Made them look like, you know, they're the party of compassion and an international reputation for uh, really signaling a lot of virtue, which, by the way, we'll put to our panel here shortly whether or not the Fed should, though, be paying for her security. Now, she's received several death threats, we're told anyway, and so there's, a, I guess, a company called uh, the Immigrant Services handling her uh, resettlement of life here in Canada since she arrived on January 12th, and they say if the Feds don't pick up the charge... Uh, for security than they will. Uh, Because right now, it seems interesting, Uh, the government isn't exactly sure how they should go about uh, billing this under which policy uh, on which resettlement costs qualify for coverage. So I guess it's an extraordinary set of circumstances, and uh, we'll see, I'm curious to know if, in fact, uh, this is something that Canadian people would wholeheartedly endorse Security costs because we brought somebody into the country who was in dire needs, we're told. And so uh, it has become, I've got to say, a public relations operation to a certain extent. So with our panel upcoming, uh, well, Alyssa Freeman, certainly uh, a public relations strategist, can speak to that issue, along with Kevin Gadet and Rocco Rossi rounding out the panel shortly. On other matters, there was another liberal minister who had some things to say earlier today. Well, actually, I guess it was yesterday now. Uh, Mark Garneau, the federal transport minister, says there's a minimum bar now to get behind the wheel of a semi-truck. And this this will ensure drivers have the necessary skills, and all of that will be in place by next January. This kind of an offshoot of the tragedy out there in Humboldt, Saskatchewan not too long ago. And uh, so let's find out what this all means. How does it augur for the trucking industry and the safety and sanctity of Canadians on the road? Joining us on the line, Stephen Laskowski is the president of the Canadian Trucking Alliance, and he's joined the Oakley Show at Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Stephen, good to have you back on board. Hi there.
1: Thanks for having me back on.
0: All right. What are your thoughts here on what Mark Garneau announced yesterday?
1: Well, I think it was a a great example of leadership uh, that was needed on this issue. Uh, Currently, there's three provinces, province of Ontario, Saskatchewan, and Alberta, that had committed to mandatory entry-level training. Uh, Others were considering it. Uh, But what the Council of Ministers did yesterday, it was uh, Minister Garneau meeting with his provincial counterparts, Uh, They've committed to introducing mandatory entry level training uh, from coast to coast uh, starting January 1, 2020. So, uh, this will be an opportunity over the next 12 months for the trucking industry and all the provinces to roll up their sleeves, the reigning provinces anyway, uh, to roll up their sleeves and uh, create a, a base level entry level, mandatory entry level training program for trucking and it's a good thing. It's one piece of the puzzle for truck safety but it's an important piece.
0: Well, this is interesting. Ontario was the only one right now with mandatory truck driver training uh, and Saskatchewan and Alberta are gonna implement something like that in March, but this is the rest of the country. I'm surprised this isn't mandatory already. I mean, it seems like we're laggards in this regard.
1: I, I can't argue with you. Uh, it's something our industry, it's uh, the, the review of the issue hasn't been from the industry side. We, we've been pushing it for a while. Um, sometimes it takes governments a little longer to react to industry than we all may like but uh, the reality is yesterday that all changed and, and it's a positive thing.
0: Tell me what it would involve uh, this entry-level training standard exactly what would that involve if somebody's going to be certified to drive a semi on the roads in Ontario or elsewhere?
1: So we, we believe and I think the general public believe that driving a commercial vehicle an 80,000 pound vehicle requires A high level of skill so there's various skill sets that need to be trained to and then tested to so what mandatory entry-level training does in that process does is identify the skill sets that's required uh, to be a professional truck driver and then the test matches those skill sets to ensure that individual has been trained properly and meets the provincial standards with required to meeting those standards
0: Yeah, but give me specifics. I mean, does it involve uh, being able to back up into a loading
1: dock, for example? Absolutely, John. Backing into a loading dock, uh, merging into highway traffic, left turns, right turns. No different than uh, what you would have for a passenger vehicle, but just the different skill sets of operating an 80,000-pound vehicle with points of articulation.
0: All right. Uh, there was a, a situation back several, I guess it was uh, about four or five summers ago now, uh, on the Burlington Skyway, Where, but this was a dump truck. I don't know if these would qualify under these same regs, would they?
1: Uh, well, straight trucks at this point do not, a dump truck would not. That would be considered a D vehicle for, for the most part. Uh-huh. Uh, but that is something that I know the industry and governments will be looking at as well.
0: Okay, because Buddy had his basket up when he went under the bridge. Correct. And took out the bridge, for the most part. I mean, they shut it down for a week or uh, maybe even longer while the engineers assessed the damage. So this is now, uh, and do we have an uh, adequate number of people who actually test these folks in the trucks? They're actually road tested, are they, or is there a testing site?
1: The, the, well, that's part of it as well. So you separate the two. You have the skill sets, and then as I mentioned earlier, you have actually the licensing standard. So let's make sure that we're actually testing on the road, backing up to a dock, using two-lane highways, et cetera. So you create the conditions during the test to ensure that individual has been trained to the proper standard. So that indeed, John, is a part of it.
0: Who does the training or do you go to school for that?
1: So the, the training, um, well, it, you should, we should look at that in its entirety too. I think when you mentioned mandatory entry-level training, that's the base level. Once an individual receives their license uh, uh, and is qualified to drive a truck, when they go to a good trucking company, the vast majority are good trucking companies that abide by the law and have uh, safety practices in place. They will go into then their, the, the trucking company's finishing school. So they may not actually drive truck right away. They may work in the yard, inside the warehouse, and be slowly introduced into the fleet. So then uh, the corporations themselves, the individual trucking companies will have their own training programs.
0: What are the fines for being unqualified on the road?
1: Well, first of all, if you're unqualified to be on the road, you, you shouldn't have a license. Sure. Uh, but the issue here then becomes of driving practices. And I think the one thing that, John, uh, we haven't talked about is that there were two other big announcements yesterday, but all three dealt with the human element. And what we find is that two-thirds of the time when there's a truck collision, the truck driver was found not at fault. It's because it's a high level of professionalism and training in our industry. But when the driver is found at fault or the vehicle, commercial vehicle, it has little to do with the mechanical fitness of the truck. It's the human element. And all three parts of Minister Garneau's announcement yesterday, whether it was fatigue and the introduction of electronic logbooks, distracted driving, and mandatory entry-level training, was all about the human element. And that's how we are going to continue to improve truck safety.
0: It's interesting you bring that up because pilots, for example, uh, they have uh, a certain timeline. They can't fly after X amount of hours uh, being posted on duty. And otherwise, you've got to get a different flight crew. I remember a delay in one airport in Europe, and uh, suddenly that flight crew, just uh, they were sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting got off the plane, they said, no, uh, we're done. We've uh, exhausted the window, and we got to bring on another flight crew. Does that happen with the trucking industry?
1: Well, John, for the vast majority, absolutely. They follow the hours of service. The hours of service are are actually written to match human fatigue patterns, so the breaks and the the amount of hours are all included in that. But unfortunately, John, as I mentioned here, there is a small percentage in our industry that doesn't follow the laws. And so what electronic logging books are going to do, it's going to make sure that everyone follows the rules, and we're going to have less fatigue on the road, and that means we're going to improve truck safety. So the faster we can get the electronic logbook regulation in place, the better off we're going to be.
0: And who will police the industry then?
1: That will be in, in this case for the province of Ontario, the Ministry of Transportation of Ontario. And I can tell you they're strongly committed to the introduction of electronic logging devices, as is the Ontario Trucking Association. Okay,
0: but somebody crosses over into Manitoba heading west. Uh, does
1: Manitoba... So then it would be the ob- obligation and responsibility of the Manitoba uh, uh, provincial, uh, provincial Ministry.
0: Okay, uh, that'll be interesting to see if then they can sort of take the baton and follow through if somebody's, you know, logged a lot of hours going up over, oh. you know, the lakehead.
1: I can, I can explain how that works. So when you drive on the highway, you see uh, what's called referred to as scales on the side of the road. Right. And you'll see various officers there from various ministries. Right. Those, are, those officers are currently enforcing uh, hours of service violations, and they'll do so now in an electronic world, except they'll be even easier, quicker, and they can go through the process faster and act more accurately.
0: And so the trucks are mandated to actually pull into those inspection stations, are they?
1: Correct. And they do this randomly as well at roadside. Gotcha. Well, also, there are uh, what we would like to see more of as an industry, but it's done today, but we'd like to see it more of is the ministry actually visiting a trucker's facility, so their place of business, and looking at their records.
0: All right. Well, it sounds like you're gung ho on these new rules or regulations that Garneau brought out yesterday, and uh, it can only enhance the safety component. With, uh, you know, something that obviously you said, 80,000 uh, pounds of truck rolling down the road, uh, we hope the person behind it is in uh, tip-top shape and condition to do that And uh, because public safety is obviously at issue. Thanks so much, Stephen, for your time in explaining all these details.
1: Thanks very much, John.
0: You got it. And you. Stephen Laskowski, president of the Canadian Trucking Alliance.